Hey, all right. Nice. Welcome back to Junior Funners, the only podcast about Arsenal and that. Um, it's, as always, brought to you by me. I'm Ollie. And it's brought to you by Lawrence. Uh, my, my chair feels like it's breaking, Ollie. And my chair feels like it's breaking, listeners. <laughs> it's, it does. I, yeah. I think we might be picking up a bit of the, uh, the, the the creaking sounds of the chair. So stay tuned. Will Lawrence's chair make it through the episode? Um, so we are the uh, the fun boys, and this is Junior Funners. And uh, you'll join us at another low point this week. So let's get into it with our first segment, Arsenal News. Uh, when we last spoke, we were coming off the back of the uh, frankly baffling Wolves match uh, where we lost 2-1, ended the match with nine players. Yep. Uh, and we were going into, uh, yeah, so we th- this, this weekend just gone with play uh, Aston Villa, who we had pretty comprehensively lost to uh, earlier in the season. It was, what was it, 3-0 they beat us? Yes, I believe so. Yes. And I think they also beat us towards the end of last season, didn't they? We lost 1-0. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a must-win game for us to get into what five top 5 or top 5 or 4 or so and uh yeah. And it ended up then winning 1-0. Just yeah. I think yeah, had we had we won that match, they would have been relegated and Bournemouth would have ended up staying up on the last day of the season. Uh, but uh, yep, we couldn't do couldn't do Bournemouth a favour, and we couldn't help ourselves. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Once again, uh, it was a one nil defeat this time around. Um, a lot of familiar stuff, but I don't know. It was a, yeah, like I said, a one nil defeat. Uh, a very early sloppy goal, just a bit of miscommunication, I, th- I think, between. Uh, Cedric, the entertainer, and Gabriel is sort of coming back yeah. into the side after a, a, a layoff. With uh, <laughs> he had to, he got he tested positive for COVID, didn't he? So he had to quarantine for for quite a while. Um, but yeah, uh, Cedric sort of tried to play the ball back to Gabriel. Didn't put enough, well, didn't put anywhere near enough weight on the pass. Gabriel didn't come short to collect it. He stayed where he was. And that just left enough space for um, was it Traore, yeah. uh, the the Villa player, to to get in, um, and uh, yeah, that uh, it yeah he uh, played it into was it, it was Watkins yeah. ended up scoring it, wasn't it? Yeah, it um one of those unfortunate deflections off holding. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, um, maybe Matt Ryan may have got to it had it didn't get deflected. Yeah. Yeah, you see, there's certain angles on the replay there where it do, it looks as though that that deflection off of uh, off of Bob Holding um, <laughs> does just put it out of Matt Ryan's reach. Otherwise, I think he might have been he might have been saving it. He might have had it covered, but yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah. And that, like I said, that was that was two minutes in. Yeah, or, literally like the first minute the of the game. Literally, the first yeah. Minute. Um, uh, so. An uphill struggle for the rest of the match, and um, 
<sighs> yeah, we. I my feeling uh, on the game was that, like, obviously, Villa's uh, back four. Well, back five. You know, we, we include Martinez. We, you know, we know being <laughs> being Arsenal fans, we know all about how good um, Emmy Martinez is. But um, their back four at Villa have been very, very good this season. I mean, I think there's only there's only a couple of teams that have kept more clean sheets than them, isn't there? Like they've they've been. They are they are very good, but in this game we made them look fucking world class. Yeah. We we made them look like like Barcelona in their prime. It was fucking ridiculous. Just the the how easy we made it for them to uh, close us down, to make yeah. blocks, to cut balls out. Um, a lot of the first touches, especially from. The problem child, uh, Nicolas Pepe, um, just made it just, yeah, it was just easy, easy for them all day long. I felt like they, 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 they played well, but like I said, we really should have pushed them harder than we did. Yeah. And, um, this is a problem I have cause I was watching it and I was getting very, very annoyed cause you see like, uh, how Liverpool or Manchester City play or even at the top teams, they play into where they want the ball to, that they play into the space, not yeah. directly, literally direct pass. Almost like in, I don't know, like FIFA, where you set the pass assist to either full AI control or total manual. Like yeah. you, set, you set it to manual, you've got, in many ways, it's a bit more difficult, but you've got more of a, you play it into the space, it's more natural and more like real football. And when you, yeah. Yeah. When you see like the, the top teams, they play, into the you know half spaces or like when they when it's across, they're not waiting for the guy to literally stand in the box. They're running onto the ball. Yeah, it, and this is what- yeah, it's all part of the way that those teams play a like proper press as well, uh, which yeah. I don't feel like we've got the hang of. Um, we <clears> just <throat> like you said, we just move the ball around uh, in the middle of the you know in the middle of the pitch. And the other team could just kind of comfortably sit back and let us have all the possession, which and that's exactly what happened on Saturday. We had what was it? We had like seventy yeah. percent possession or something, like ridiculous. It's, but like that's like from a Villa point of view, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, it was all in service of nothing. It's they're not playing into any dangerous areas. They're just playing. Yeah, toward, there's no they, there's no overall press forward. Yeah. Like we're not we're not actually putting any pressure on the defending team. Um, it's just, yeah, we're just moving the ball around they, from one side of the pitch to the other. They get they get into the corner and then they sort of form a little square and they start doing little little tippy-tappy passes to one another. And it's just like, is this what Arteta yeah. teaches? Is this what Arteta's passing tra- training is? Is this what they do? Do they not do anything else? I do, yeah. And it's like every now and then... Yeah, they'll they'll do that every now and then. Like you'll get like a moment where like Tierney or Smith Rowe or Saka will uh like run actually run into the box. So they'll run into the box and at the goal. And it's like when that happens, it tends to be pretty you know, more or less that's always sort of guaranteed to either be either be a shot on target or a goal, you know, when that happens. But when when that seems to be the only outlet there really isn't a plan b it's just like you said forming those little triangles or little squares and just kind of like just doing those one touch passes by the corner flag 
that don't go anywhere that, you know, it's, it's, it eventually just makes it easier and easier for the opposing team to just close us down. Yeah. Um, And and that's just, that's what happened over and over again in the Villa match. We'll either give it away in midfield or in our own half. And we just, we just kept doing it all, all game. And Villa made Ross Barkley look like he was, you know, bloody world beater as well. Like, yeah, it's just so annoying. Just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to start on the whole Arteta out, but I'm just getting a bit annoyed. I think, I don't know whether he's like, I don't know, uh, been caught, been um, found out. Mm. Um, I just feel like, ugh, God. I mean, it all felt very familiar, didn't yeah. it? It, it, it? Yeah, it, it really did kind of feel like it, it was any one of those matches towards the end of last year, you know, before we went on this decent run. Um, that was what was happening in every game. Um, we conceded a silly cheap goal, and then we were just sort of yeah, it was just an uphill battle. We just struggled for the rest of the match, and it was it was yeah, we just made it very very easy for Villa. And I mean, again, clearly Villa are very good. Um, you know, yeah. they 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 spent They're very bit- well in the summer. They brought they've brought in some very good signings, but it, it we should have pushed them harder than we did by a long way. I will say, I think there was another example of some poor refereeing. Um, there were, I will say, though you've been complimenting uh, Villa, they were a bit dirty at times. And uh, there, was yeah. a, there was a few, um, I think their strategy was to kind of more or less murder uh, our son, uh, Bukayo Saka. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they were, they were out for blood as far as Saka was concerned. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was it was that kind of old school tactic of just like everyone takes it in turns to foul him, so so that if you get booked, it doesn't matter. There'll be another player that can start fouling him, and then they'll get booked, and then someone else can, you know. So nobody actually gets sent off, um, even though arguably that was it. Concert yeah. that I probably should have. Yeah, I was surprised that he got, that he got away with, that uh, with that tackle. I was, yeah. they said it's not a goal scoring opportunity. So, like, but how he's like thirty yards, thirty five yards away from goal. Mm. He's in if he if he's not being held. Like it's ridiculous. Is what I mean. Like yeah, why is yeah, it-, it would be more with with his with his skill and his pace. Like that is clearly a goal scoring opportunity because he'd be basically one on one with the keeper after yeah. a you know after he takes a few paces. It's ri- but just the yeah, was bad once again, and you know our. Ex goalkeeper Martinez was grabbing hold of Lacazette's shirt in the, at the corner. Quite obvious for some reason. That's uh, that's not penalty. That was a foul on the goalkeeper. Yeah, that was that was a weird <laughs> one. That would, it ended up being given as a foul on uh, Martinez. I think because he didn't he hit his head or something like he in that challenge or when he when he went. I think it was when he went to make the save. He ended up like hitting his head or something. So it was um, it was the corner. I think the ball just went through everybody. I think. Oh yeah. And he just no, thought, I'm thinking of a different. I was thinking of a different incident, but yeah, those. I think there was one, yeah, where um, I think either Saka or somebody was going for the loose ball, and Martinez was diving down on it, and yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just so it was just typical kind of um, thing for Arsenal, really, just seventy percent possession, and the other team just goes over end. 
or I guess it nicks it and yeah. that's it. They just defending their own half of the whole game. We can't do anything because yeah. we're not... 70% possession with minimal attempts on goal as well. Like We didn't actually have that many shots on target. Like Martinez made a couple of good saves. I mean, like the uh, the main one being from um, the Xhaka free kick, which was, which was very... I mean, a, a lesser goalkeeper probably would have let that in. Um, you know, yeah. I, I would say most 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 weeks, you know, maybe eight weeks out of ten, that one would be going in. But um, Martinez got across quickly enough to to get a, a palm to it. But I mean, I'm just looking up the stats now just to see how many shots we actually ended up having on target because I feel like it wasn't, it really wasn't that many. Um, but it's like I saw a match of the day where, um, you know, yeah, three shots on target. Yeah. So that's yeah, fourteen that's, attempts in total with three on target, which is not it's not very good. Good enough, really, with the the talent that we've got in terms of uh, in terms of attacking ability. Another odd decision from Arteta, I noticed, was to bring on Willian, Willian when we would someone like Sabias or yeah, he, had, he still had at that point in the match. Martinelli, he still had Martinelli. Yeah. He still, yeah, he had Martinelli and Sabias on the bench. Uh, yet he chose to bring on Willian, which is uh, baffling. Given Willian's form the entire season up to this point, other than the, the first match against Fulham, um, and you know Martinelli's coming back from injury. Want you know you want to ease him in. He wants to get game time. He, it seemed like the perfect opportunity for him to come on and maybe impact the match in a positive way. Maybe we could have got a point if he'd yeah. come on. Who knows? Be but impact sub, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, he's he's sort of he's that type of player. He does have the quality to change a match. Um, could well have, yeah, could well have altered the outcome. But nope, but, bring in old man Willian. Yeah, uh, more like <laughs> old will I, will I aunt? Oh, I was I, I've caught me short there, but I was going to say match of the day. Mm. They were really showing replays of like. Where uh, Ian Wright was talking about where Lacazette where he should be, which is just in that that six-yard middle zone, the dead centre of the pitch, that, just that six-yard area. That's yeah. where he should be, but he keeps going He keeps going out wide. And I don't think it's... I think it's what Arteta tells him to do. I think that's what... I think, yeah, there, there was... Because for a long time, Arteta was telling him to come a lot... To, to come deeper, basically. You know, yeah. there, was, there was... Match after match, he'd be playing more or less as a midfielder. Um, and... As soon as he started playing him as just a striker, as you know, as a, just a sort of out and out centre forward, he started scoring goals again, and it was like, oh yeah, that's what he's there to do. Yeah. That's that's what he does. That's what he's most comfortable doing. And then, like you said, yeah, now he seems to be kind of, yeah, he seems to be sort of telling him to go out wide, and I, I don't know what he's meant to be doing, but it, yeah, it, it's just sort of like, why are you fucking? Why are you safe. fucking with the formula? <laughs> yeah, I think Arteta seems to be, I think, too much of the Guardiola poisoning, I'm going to coin the phrase. Uh, yeah, He maybe. thinks possession is paramount. Like, mm. do not take... I mean, but the problem is Arteta, I mean, uh, Guardiola combines that with actual penetration, you know, where players make yeah. runs off the ball in order to create space. Like, as simple as that, just creating overlapping runs, dummy runs or whatever, where you you can draw defenders, one or two defenders, create I mean, yeah, space. Something that Arsenal have done successfully in the yeah. past. I mean, I feel like that it was that was something that Aubameyang was very good at, which was sort of you know making these sudden, very quick bursting runs. Yeah. Um, 
to distract, you know, and he could either hold the ball up or he had the pace to outrun uh, the defenders and either get a shot away or score a goal. Or like I said, you know, be able to nod it down and there'd be someone else there to pick it up and take the shot. Um, so yeah, why he's not, again, he just seems to be refusing to play to the strengths of certain players. I, I don't, like he's on the one hand, it's, you know, like you said, it's probably that he wants to imprint this specific philosophy uh, on the way that the club plays a la uh, Pep Guardiola. But then it's also just like, I don't know, looking a gift horse in the mouth and the players you got at the moment and things that you know they can do well. Yeah. Um, just fucking let them do it. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather, you know, I know he's not been that bad, but still, Jacker and Thomas Party. I mean, I like Thomas Party, but I'd, I'd rather just keep him as like maybe your defensive mid and then have two kind of. If you're not going to play a number 10, so I'm, wait, play two sort of two box to box types. Like, it would have been nice if we had someone like Joe Willock who have gone on loan, but never mind. Yeah. Uh, Scored on his debut, incidentally, didn't he? That's, yeah. Uh, congratulations. Great. Very good. Yeah, well, yeah. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, great. I would have you, you're li- blowing up. That's good. Fantastic. I would have liked if you were with us because we're trying to get in the top six and for some reason you've been sent out on loan I don't understand that but anyway um, and uh, yeah like we used like we did with Wenger where he had Ramsey and Wilshire and Song yeah like or someone or even Arteta or wherever the fuck where, where he was yeah back in the <laughs> day yeah there would have been yeah and uh, yeah I mean I'd say you know liked him as a player Arteta but you're yeah I'm starting to think whether or not you're really, you're really that good as a coach I don't know what you're what you're trying to get our players to do, but it's not. It's, yeah, uh, I yeah, it's um, like I said, it all feels very familiar, and it's just kind of like, uh, how much more of this are we gonna have to put up with before yeah. we see some change? Because it looked as though we turned the corner, um, but. In fact, no, we, you know, the Wolves match, fair enough. That's just, a you know, a couple of moments in that game of absolute insanity, a combination of incompetent refereeing yeah. and Bernd Leno just Go, going <laughs> having, crazy. A, yeah. having a stroke in the middle of the match or something. I don't know what he was up to. But, um, and, you know, and the fact the Wolves scored, I mean, the, the second Wolves goal was just an absolute fucking stunner. You know, can't, yeah. you can't legislate for, for that. Um, yeah. Fair enough. That could have just been a blip, but this was just the, toothless the result. and just yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yes, like you said, zero penetration, not real, no real intent to press um, on the on the opposition. Just lots of passing from one side of the field to the other, and then kind of getting it into the to, to the sort of corner flag and just crosses into nobody if we get to make the cross at all. Um, and just yeah, making it just telegraphing what we're doing to to the defenders so that it is just you know it's fish in a barrel. It's so easy to close us down, get the block in, make the tackle, cut out the pass, whatever it is they need to do. Um, yeah, they can just do that all day long. We, you know, it absolutely plays right into their hands. Mm. So it, uh, I, and we got some big matches coming up as well. I mean, you know, we we got to play Man City in a couple of weeks, and it's like, ugh, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I don't. You do feel I don't, 
the form that Man City are in, I really don't yeah. want to. He's just going to play a back six in that game, I can tell. Back mm. seven. But um, I can imagine, though, if we go out to Europa League to Benfica, which could very well happen, I think yeah. like maybe the board may sack him after that. I don't know, because if that's the only way they think we can get into the Champions League, even though we don't deserve it. Um, yeah. I think if, uh, if you did go out of the Europa League, that would probably be it for Arteta. There's nothing else. I would say, yeah, two seasons in a row of going out uh, of the Europa League because when did we... What what stage did we go out last season? Did we even get to the quarterfinals? Um, oh, God, I don't remember now. Um, what happened uh, last year? Who did we have to play? Wasn't it Olympiacos? It was, uh, it was Olympiacos, yeah. It was yeah. Olympiacos. Yeah, it was sort of like, but, we had it, we nearly had it, and then they somehow got a nick to goal right at the last, right at the end. Yeah, we absolutely made it just insanely difficult on ourselves for no reason. Um, mm. Speaking of making things difficult for yourself for no reason, as we record this, it's uh, it's the FA Cup and the magic of the FA Ooh. Cup and everything that entails. Um, so, of course, uh, Spurs, having gone 1-0 up in the first couple of minutes to Everton, and now losing 2-1, <laughs> uh, which is fantastic. You love to see it. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, title yeah. contenders. Title contenders. Yep. Title, yeah, he's he's still got it. He's still it's of course that's the it's the uh the, the Chelsea uh Chelsea manager derby, isn't it? It's Ancelotti versus Mourinho, both of whom and that's you know, something that people don't really talk about is that Ancelotti in his what was it, his first season with Chelsea, won the double with them. And this was like three years after Mourinho had been sacked. Like Chelsea, he won the title in the FA Cup with Chelsea and still mm. got sacked. Um yeah. which is just nuts. But yeah, so yep, good for uh yeah, good for good for Everton. In the other match it looks as though there's also some drama. I think Sheffield United got a penalty against Bristol City and it looks as though Alfie Mawson was sent off for Bristol. Billy Sharp's taken the penalty and now it's uh Oh no, that's yeah, it has been yeah, it's been awarded. I so I was yeah, looking at it because there's another match. Uh yeah, Leicester and Brighton have just had a goal disallowed. So that's I've seen Brighton have just had a goal disallowed in that match. So there's all this activity happening more or less simultaneously in three different matches. I've seen a lot of um people still blaming VAR for what is really just they keep changing the rule of what constitutes a penalty. And I think players are now taking advantage of this. Like if there is literal mm. contact, no matter how minimal, or even if there's any intent, doesn't matter. Just go down. They'll give you a penalty. Yeah. And people, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's the new, it's not VAR. It's the shitty penalty rule that they've just. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's the new form of fuckery, isn't it? You know, that's the, it's, it's not, it's not diving because there's contact, you know, technically in the eyes of the law, but it is diving, but yeah. you can't call it that because there is contact. You know, it's not, it's not quote unquote simulation because the rules deem that there is some form of contact. Um, so you just, which you, is, you, which is, yeah, stupid. Oh, looks as though Everton have now got a penalty. Oh. Uh, so they <laughs> could potentially be going three, one up just before half time against yeah, Spurs here. I think about, all the rumours of Ancelotti coming to Arsenal, I think, what could have been? Or someone like Brendan Rodgers. 
He was my, I, you know, go back and listen to the previous episodes. You know, he was my, he yeah. was my pick. He was the guy I wanted, Ancelotti. Like that was, and it was, he wanted to come as well. Like he's, mm. he said before that he would have, he would have liked to manage a team like Arsenal. You know, that if he was, if he was going to manage in the Premiership or he was going to manage in England, he'd love to manage a club like Arsenal. And it was, it's the, men- uh, the door was wide open and we fucking, again, you know, as Arsenal do, we just made it incredibly hard for ourselves. The, Managed decline at Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Managed it's, decline. Yeah. It's an inside job. Um, yep, there we go. 3-1 to uh, to Everton. So, tough luck to Spurs. Yeah, so, but- I believe Spurs are also playing Man City uh, this weekend. I think they... Spurs are playing Man City this weekend and then we've got them next weekend. Well, they'll, um, they'll, I'll bet they'll win that because Mourinho so my loves playing against Guardiola. But... That's true. That's the only team he, he loves playing against, and everyone else he does. Yeah, but then it's also like I don't know because again, Man City are in. They've kind of you know. Well, I think it's all clicked. It's all it's all clicked for them in the way that it, it's not clicked for Liverpool, isn't it? So yeah, it, it, it's they're managing to uh, they're managing to get goals throughout the team in the absence of Aguero. Yeah, or J- well, Jesus does play. But no not, striker and Phil Foden yeah, is. Without, it's quite funny I talk about Match of Day again because Jermaine Genus was talking about Phil Foden being a false sign. I was like, okay, yeah, he's sort of. But then they talked about um, Mason Mount at Chelsea being used as a false sign. He's like, but he wasn't being used as a false sign because the Giroud was playing. He is the number line. <laughs> he's, he was just in inside forward in that yeah. system, 3-4-3 three, three system that Tuchel was Tuchel was playing. It was yeah. a false nine. Stop getting it wrong, genius. <laughs> genius, the genius, Jermaine yeah. genius. Um, but yeah, yeah. Allison in that Liverpool game of Man City sort of turned into Bert Leno. Ha ha ha! When uh, mm. giving the ball away. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it really. It. I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's wild how much it's fallen apart for Liverpool without Virgil Van Dijk. Just the whole, yeah, the whole house of cards has just come like falling down, isn't it? Like it's just that nobody, nobody in that team seems as good as they did last season. I mean, even like, even Sa- like Salah has he still has the like moments of brilliance, but he's not doing it every single game, every single week like he was. You know, like it, it's it's yeah. Everybody seems to. Everybody's head seems to have dropped at, at Liverpool to a, to a certain extent. I feel bad for saying that I thought they would still win despite Virgil Van Dijk's injury, because huh? I thought they were so attack so attacking and create so many chances. I thought ah they'll probably win like two two nil yeah. three to over game, but yeah, never mind. Um, it's my curse. The, the Lawrence curse again has struck. Well, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people would have agreed at, with you at that at that point in the season. But I don't know. Yeah, now now everyone's saying that Man City are going to run away with it. But mm. who knows? I mean, you know, th- there's been so many twists and turns to this season already. It wouldn't surprise me if they, if City go on a run where they, you know, they they fuck up really badly. It's going to be United. Uh- you know, it's going to, United are going to, and we should congratulate Man United again for winning the title. Oh, um, uh, we would in, also in also like to congratulate United on winning the Super Bowl over the weekend. Mm. Very good. You signing yep. uh, that Tom Brady guy, and uh, yeah, that was a, another master stroke. I think for it for a scant uh, one hundred and eighty million pounds, uh, they they brought in uh, 
Tom Brady. Um, that'd probably be what that would be about what he would cost, wouldn't it? If he was something, a football player, maybe it depends. Like I don't that. know how old he is, but yeah, something like that. I think he's in his, isn't he in his forties. He's like, that was because that's like the big thing. He's like 43 or something. Don't, um, wa- don't watch, don't watch it, mate. Oh dear. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I did see a bunch of like, uh, like NFL people on Twitter saying that like, you know, he's won, what's he won? He's won like seven Super yeah. Bowls or something. He's, he's won like, he's won more Super Bowls than any team has, any individual team has in the history mm. of the Super Bowl. Uh, and so that means he's the greatest athlete of all time and it's just like just so many examples i mean for one thing it's stupid to compare you know apples to oranges trying to compare athletes across different sports but also it's just like demonstrably like not you fucking you know serena williams has won 23 grand slams you know what i mean like you know pele scored over a thousand career goals about like like (laughs) like michael jordan or lebron james i don't know that's exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah LeBron James, Kobe, like, LeBron's, yeah. LeBron seems to just win everywhere he goes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, LeBron is like that. He's sort of Tom Brady in that respect of just like, it doesn't seem to matter how old he gets. He's still just so far ahead of everyone else and he just wins wherever he is. I'm, I'm very glad he's playing for my team now. It's just, yeah. I'm very glad, yeah. He's like, the, the fans still seem, divi- well, not so much anymore because they won the title, didn't they? But they're... they're like I know that a lot of like Lakers fans were still kind of being shitty about LeBron, which is insane because it's just well, like you'll never be. I don't. I haven't seen it, but is it something like trying to replace Kobe Bryant or something? Is this like you'll never be Kobe Bryant? <laughs> I don't. I think it's just yeah. I think that I, maybe they were just sort of bummed about the fact you know like bringing in like an aging player like that, and it's obviously proves everybody wrong. But it, you know, it, I think maybe it was just like it's just like like Madrid fans just how they like turn on players for no real reason. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what, how many, <laughs> how many trophies that player wins for them or anything. They'll still just, uh, they'll, they'll still just hate them. I think it's, it's a bit of that. Oh, yeah. hang on. Oh, is it it's three, three, two now. Oh, in the, uh, the oh. Everton Tottenham game. Eric it's... Lamella has pulled one back. It's again, not even at half time yet. We're, I think we're, we're in added time for the first half. Um, so yeah, I mean, game on in the uh, the Chelsea manager derby. Yeah, you know, as we were saying, you know, it would have been nice to have had a proper manager like Ancelotti coaching a team like Arsenal, someone worthy yeah. of the being an Arsenal manager, in my view. Uh, yeah, someone that has. Like one, he's like one shit at the highest level. Like Emery had, you know, Emery had had, you know, he he'd won, uh, he had won trophies and he'd done well with the teams that he was at, you know, given the circumstances. But I mean, yeah, Ancelotti clearly is in a different category. You know, he has he's he's won more or less everything there is to win in club football. Um, so. Yeah, I don't understand why every effort wasn't made to bring him in um, when he was available, and now it's like I don't know. We want to Managers- invest. We want to invest in the future. We want to um, basically. Yeah, we want to invest in the future by bringing in someone that's never managed before. We feel like we're going to make Arsenal make Football this- Club would be a perfect platform for uh, yeah. coaching development and also of the youth system. 
Um, it's like, yeah, like it, like it doesn't matter. What, like the 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 youth system at Arsenal is so good. Of whoever you bring in is going to be like shaping the future yeah. of the football club because there is a crop of there is this incredibly kind of um, rich vein of young players coming through at the moment. Doesn't matter who you get. So the idea that it's like we have to bring in a fresh new manager to to you know to help build the future of the club. You could bring anyone in. Yeah. They're going to be building the future of the club. It's going to it, it the the future builds itself. Yeah, as far as Arsenal are concerned at the moment. Are they, are they trying to go down the Dortmund model or something? Where it, we're all because that's what it seems to be what Dortmund is now is just a, a youth development team mm. in a league where. Yeah, they'll probably finish in the top half. I mean, they're not doing good right now because they you know, sat a manager who I think also could be a decent uh, um, candidate in the future, maybe. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it seems like with Dortmund. That's like that. That's their model. Just we'll just focus on youth, and uh, yeah, if we get the Champions League, we'll probably, which we probably because it's the Bundesliga and it's not a great league anyway, apart from Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's, um, just buy a whole load of good young players and whatever, and sell them on off for a yeah. hundred million. Like we, that's that's. It's model. a bit like the yeah, they're sort of like the German Southampton, aren't they? In that in that respect, <laughs> just like bringing through uh, youngster after youngster that goes on to, you know, flop at Barcelona. To- <laughs> no. <laughs> That go on to well, I mean, yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about one player. I'm sorry, I should have talked because it's a very decent player. It's just that's the problem with Barcelona. You have it's a system where you have to be in service of Messi, and uh, yeah, you can't really do what you want to do because uh, that's Messi. There, yeah, that was that reminds me actually. There was I was reading an article on the BBC Sport website about um, all the players that are out of contract this summer, and obviously, you know, we've got a few months to go before the end of the season. So some of these players could end up, uh, you know, signing contracts and staying at their, at their clubs. But as it stands at the moment, um, yeah, there's, they've made it. There's, so there's an entire like starting eleven here of players that are out of contract. So you got like uh, Donnarumma in goal, and then you got um, Alaba, Ramos, and Boateng are all out of contract. Yeah. Wijnaldum and Fernandinho, Draxler, Di Maria, Aguero, Messi, and Depay are mm. all out of contract this summer, which is crazy to think about i mean it's still like it's not exactly going to be cheap to bring any of them in because you know the wages of all of those guys are going to be astronomical and they're probably command like a you know pretty hefty yeah. they always want like a signing on bonus don't they but like having to spend i don't know 10 million plus 300k or 400k a week in wages versus spending that much in wages and 100 100 million euros to bring in one of those players. Um, it's, yeah. And then, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're all over 30 pretty much. Yeah. With a couple of exceptions. I think, um, yeah, Draxler's still only 27. Depay is only 26. I think Donnarumma's still very young. He's only 21. Yeah. But, I mean, they're all over 30, but like still playing really well and not that far over 30. You know, they're sort of 30, 31, 32. Could still do a job at almost any club. Hmm. Well, um, I, I it's all like Jerome Boateng, maybe because he has a decent passing ability. I've seen he's fairly good on the ball and he's fairly big, 
just physical guy. He'd be, he might be quite good, but he's fairly injury prone, though. Yeah, isn't he? Well, which bit, is a shame. I've no, I've no idea. Maybe, maybe I, I guess I. Don't know. But um, yeah, that's the problem. Is I don't a lot of those players feel to me like, especially like Di Maria or Drax. I was like, no, I don't want those two. Just mercenaries. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we we know all about Di Maria. I mean, yeah, yeah it, uh, from his from his spell at uh, United, but um, yeah, I mean, I Wijnaldum's a good. I I'm surprised that Liverpool yeah. aren't. But I think putting more effort into trying to keep. It. I mean, I suppose where they've got, I guess they've got other players that can do that role. But I mean, he's always he's done well for them. I I think he'd do a good job again in pretty much any side you put him in. I think he'll be off to Barcelona. There seems to always be rumours now mm. that he'll probably be going to Barcelona. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. But, um, um, yeah. And yeah. there's also rumours of, like, you mentioned Alaba, I think there's another, he may be signing for Madrid. I think there's another transfer rumour, but... um, I think, yeah, because, yeah, with Sergio Ramos out of contract, the yeah, I think that's the... That seems to be their plan. Um, is to yeah, sort of bring bring him in to play in in defence. But um, yeah, I can't, like, like yeah, Ramos is he's played uh, seven hundred games for Real Madrid and scored one hundred goals. Yeah, which is fucking insane for a defender. Like that's that is, thing. That's he's nuts. a total he's a total cunt, but he is a really good player. Yeah, <laughs> it it's, be, yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> he he's he would be a really good captain at Arsenal because he's sort of like feisty. He would be a total. He would he wouldn't let people bully him. And no, he, would, he is like yeah, he'd be like a, but, he'd be he'd be like he'd be like Vieira on steroids. Yeah, he would just he'd be, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd be like he'd be like a drunk Tony Adams. So would, just regular Tony Adams. He looks like a really, yeah. you know, but um, shouldn't joke about that. Tony Adams has yeah. struggled very publicly with his alcoholism. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah so, thirty-five years old in well was, in March. So next month he'll be thirty-five. He'd still be a. Yeah, fairly decent centre back, but you know, it always seems to be the case where players come into Arsenal, we expect them to be good, and they're crap. But <laughs> yeah, what is what is that? What's the deal with that? Well, <laughs> I I think hmm. we've got the wrong managers. First of all, for that for how they, yeah, you know, Arteta. I mean, who's is he going to tell Sergio Ramos what to do? Is is there a, <laughs> hypothetically Maybe. in a hypothetical is Sergio Ramos going to listen to someone like Arteta? Um, Probably not, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, it, he, he, I mean, it, he'll be able to tell him what to do in so much that he speaks Spanish. So yeah. you know, he will be able to tell him what to do. But yeah, but, I doubt Ramos is actually going to listen to him. But um, bingo cards out, listeners. Uh, the uh, the great one, the super brained Mark Goldbridge has golden brain. He's been talking about Ramos to United, so it'll probably Ramos to United because ah. uh, it's official. I mean, when is he ever? When has he ever led us wrong before no. uh, when it comes to transfer talk? You know, um, I, you know, Halland, Sancho. Yeah. yeah. Um, it could still him. happen, though. Sancho could still happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, it could. Sure, it could. <laughs> just like, just, just imagine. <laughs> just about like the ending, the ending of Of Mice and Men, like Goldbridge just kneeling down by a river saying. <laughs> Sancho could still come. He's still coming. Yeah. Sancho is definitely on. It, Sancho to United is definitely on, and me just stood behind him with a gun, being like, "Yeah, Mark, sure it is." 
that's a funny image. Me, me committing murder, shooting Goldbridge, <laughs> shooting Goldbridge in the back of his head, uh, in the back of it, yeah, in the back of the head to uh, to put him out of it. Well, to stop the authorities getting to him and him being murdered by the mob. Um, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Um, also, looking on that article, because um, it's got a, a sort of other list of contracts, uh, forwards that are out of contract this summer. Um, Olivier Giroud, interestingly enough, mm, out of contract mm. to Chelsea. That would be nice. Um, which, <laughs> mm. I, I mean, I'd, I'd still have him just because I think, although I am a fan of, you know, slick passing Wenger ball, like, having a big guy can help. Having a big centre forward when you need a free kick across or some, a corner... Well, he, and he still could somewhat still do it, even at his age. But he's yeah, I mean it's like he's not but that's the thing, he's not just a big guy. Like he like he's big, his, yeah, he can still play like a his, yeah. he has the quality, like yeah. he, like his his first touch, like his his ability to like bring the ball under control mm. is like deceptively good for a guy that you look at and just assume that he's there, you know, for his hold up play or whatever, which is yeah. also very good. But like he is able to you look at like some of the goals he scored for Arsenal where he's like Taking the ball first time in a you know in a very tight position or from like you know from like a, a long ball over the top where it seems like there's no way he's going to be able to control it or even like you know the famous scorpion kick that he scored against yeah. um, against Palace like you know he's he does have he does have some very uh, like skillful uh, technique that he uses and he's yeah. obviously been using for for Chelsea I mean it, it's it's just it's funny that Chelsea might end up letting him go but we'll end he's up like keeping the, uh, Werner like- he's, he's like the anti Ibrahimovic in that he's uh, a big guy Ooh. got lots of skill but he doesn't look like a ugly bastard he's a proper handsome looking man dare I say yeah he's a handsome man and he's, he seems pretty nice I think every, pretty much everyone seems to get on with it doesn't so that- uh, say racial things to former teammates yeah yeah, I think he. I mean, I th- I think he whores around. I think he does. Um, I I believe he he got caught cheating on his missus with a, a uh, prostitute. But um, I mean, he's French. That's well, they. Yeah. As far as I understand, they don't let you in the national team unless you do that. So yeah, that, trying to uh, blackmail one another with uh, videos yeah. of uh, what you oh, went yeah. up to in. Who was that that did that? That, that was, was that Ribery ben- and Bensimer and Valbuena and is it Nazri? Yeah. Might have been Nasri. Oh yeah. Well, now, yeah, Nasri. I mean, <laughs> Nasri's affairs of, of you know, a very are a matter of incredibly public record. Um, yeah. There's that whole. Have we talked about it before? There's that whole Twitter exchange where uh, Nasri's girlfriend had his Twitter login, and so was like tweeting at his mistress as <laughs> Nasri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nasri, but the, yeah, Nasri would log in being like. Uh, Can't wait for the big game. Oh. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud proud to be the ambassador for UNICEF. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You're actually the, yeah. I'm also proud to be the ambassador of being like a cheating bastard or whatever it was that she said. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, they, they pretty much don't let you in the French national team unless you get caught having an affair with a, a prostitute or something. So, you know. That's that's fine, but yeah, Giroud seems to be like a, like you said, kind of the uh, bizarro Zlatan in that he's a nice guy and uh, very good and skillful. Yeah, 
Uh, also, oh, ooh, Troy Deeney's out of contract. Ooh, now that's, that we need, he's got cojones, that guy. We need yeah. no nonsense. Tells it like it is. Tells it like it is. Proper, he'll fight for the badge, fight for the team. Good, mm. solid, good penalty fight kick for taker. Like a, he'll fight for like a, like a pasty. Yeah, he'll fight for a kebab or two. Yeah, yeah fight, for, <laughs> fight for like a, a pasta bake or mm, something. Yeah. 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 We've got um, good catering at Arsenal, so he might, you know. I, I did That's a, true. Why did it? Well, so Wenger hear, brought in all of the kind of because Wenger was one of the first ones to bring in like sports nutritionists and stuff, wasn't it? So like they, yeah. all of the players had to go on very strict diets at the start of every season. Um, so mm. I assume that that's sort of as time's gone by that that's been maintained. And they probably do have pretty decent catering. Um, also, looks like Mikatarian is out of contract uh, at no. the end of this season. Uh, so I mean, you know, he's been second time around. He's been doing okay at Roma, so I think you should just uh, stay in Italy. Yeah. It suits you. Also, uh, Juan Mata is uh, mm. out of contract. I would, yeah, I'd take him over yeah. Willian. Yeah. I kind of, kind of wish we had, to be honest. If he's got, I think he's got a bit more of a, as I was saying earlier, a bit more of a, a vision. Put the ball in mm. those areas, you know, for players to run onto the ball. In fact, you know, he's... Yeah, how old is he, he now? 36, 35, 36? I don't have no idea, but um I have no idea. I he he seems to have been pretty consistent at Man United, uh regardless of who's been in charge. You know, he seems to have yeah. done pretty well the the whole time. Um but yeah, no idea how old he is. Um who else we got here? Who else out of contract? Um Patrick Van Arnold. I mean, he must well, be getting on. He was rumoured because we were looking for a left back, which we probably should have yeah. gone for a left back. You dumbass, hearted. Um, <laughs> that he uh, he was another one whose potential rumour Van Arnold, and I think yeah, he's good. He actually, you know, he makes those runs and he gets a few goals. I think he might have been a yeah. good good choice. He's good from good from set pieces, isn't he? Like he's yeah, good yeah, guy to yeah. have. Yeah. Um, in the box or in or around the box, if you get like a free kick or a corner, um. Tiago Silva at a, a uh, sprightly at a sprightly fifty seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't is, know. Uh, yeah. Do we potentially we really got free. David Luiz? Do we even need another old Brazilian centre back? That's true. Why is David best? Luiz on? David Luiz is not on this list of out of contract defenders. I, I wonder yeah. why. Hmm. I oh, wonder no. why he's not included in this article of yeah. uh, the best the best players in Europe that are out of contract this summer. <laughs> hmm. Very yeah, odd. I will say that he's not been too bad. It's just that it was bad refereeing. That was his fault. Yeah, it's easy to kind of... It's easy to let his reputation kind of get in the way, I suppose. But yeah, it, it's... And for some reason, uh, his isn't his red card isn't rescinded. Every other player lately has been getting their yeah, red card. Suchek's red card. Like it, uh, it's, it's becoming a joke now. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. I'm all for Everyone's just... Everyone's getting their red cards rescinded except us. I'm all for now just replace referees with robots or something or just... Yeah, I mean, algorithms surely can't be, you know, they're not any less sophisticated than the average Premier League ref. What was, what was this? I can't remember the, the guy's name now, the referee, the, you know, the, um, who were talking about him last week. Mike Dean. Mike Dean. Apparently, he was receiving death threats and things. Uh, yeah, yeah, shocker. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. In all seriousness, yes, that type of thing shouldn't be going on. I mean, I just actually, just before we started recording, I was watching uh, the Gillette Soccer Special, and Paul Merson 
<laughs> I mean, it, you know, he was doing the classic Paul Merson thing of just being absolutely unintelligible. Um, but he had a point in that, you know, it, it's ridiculous. Like the only reason that this type of online abuse um, that's obviously been in the news a lot recently is allowed to continue is because it's it's the greed of the companies that run the platforms. I mean, you know, the only reason that Twitter have finally banned Donald Trump from from Twitter is because he's not president anymore, and there's you know there's, <laughs> there's no money. They, they're not going to make any more money. You know, like when he was president, there was way more money in it for them to let him continue using the platform because yeah. it just generated that much more traffic, you get that much more followers, and that you know people paying for ad space and whatever. Um, and it's the same with you know Instagram and Facebook. I mean, you know, Facebook. I mean, Facebook own Instagram, and mm. you know, like it, it's it's the same thing with all of their shit. You know, like it, it's it's there's too much money in it for them to like really put that much effort into stopping this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was he was sort of again. I'm giving you kind of the gist of what he was saying in amongst all of the kind of. Uh, you remember Don Vito from Viva La Bam and uh, and Jackass, like uh, oh, no, it's a long time Bam now. Ma- uh, Margera's uncle, that was like, uh, yeah, like but you know, just completely unintelligible. They had to subtitle pretty much everything that he said, even though a lot of it was just completely unintelligible. But he was, yeah, do it the classic Paul Burton thing of like it. I can't. Oh, Jeff, <laughs> you know, Jeff is just, oh my word! It's, uh, oh, it's. Uh, Oh, the floor. <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> kind of doing that. But <laughs> yeah, die, yeah, die. Is it yeah. fair, right? He, he got it. Uh, yeah, watching Ivanivu. Kind of- what's his name? Ivanivu. Ivanivu. Yeah, exactly. yeah, watching any of the players' names is just hilarious. It, it, it's like there's a Key and Peel sketch about like that. It, it's pretty famous. Like, a lot of people post it, but yeah, like the the substitute teacher that can't pronounce anybody's name correctly. It's like, like that's like Paul Merson, just like yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. I, oh, Sakar, Sakar, he's possible to so, to let look at Lacazette. Lacazette, doing like some really kind of classic dog whistle racism. I did not. Where he was, uh, oh it was after the Chelsea match where he was talking about like, um, he was saying like the most intelligent players, like the, the players with the highest IQs. Uh-oh. And he, he cited uh, <clears throat> uh, Kovacic and mm. another, another white mm. uh, Chelsea midfielder. He said like, they've got the highest IQs. Or- they do... They do the most work. They know where to be on the pitch. They've got the most intelligence. <laughs> whereas, whereas Kante, whereas Ngolo Kante, um, isn't going to be doing that work. He's not going to be doing. And it's just like, mm, good well, God, Tim Sherwood, like that is <laughs> like Kante who was, has an engine on him like no other player, and just run. Yeah, you know. Kante's won more league titles than any other player yeah. in the Chelsea team, right? I mean, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, like he's he's won he's won two league titles at two clubs like that. It's 
Kante, who, at, I don't know, maybe a year ago, probably up, up to about a year ago, the best in Europe, uh, what he does. Mm. I mean, like the, that in that position, like, it, it, you know, in his prime, undisputed, the best at kind of that, at, at that particular, that particular kind of sort of deep line midfielder. Um, but according to Tim Sherwood, he doesn't have the quote unquote IQ or intelligence mm. to play as well as, uh, as Kovacic. Um, which is, yeah, yeah, like I said, that's just like, I don't know. I, part of me thinks that like Tim Sherwood is just, he, I, I would believe that he genuinely is that stupid <laughs> that he doesn't, <laughs> he's not trying to be racist. Like he, he, he just Maybe, is but- fucking, he is just that fucking dumb because there's so much evidence to support that. I mean, he is, you know, objectively a dipshit. Like, you know, he's, he's so stupid. Um, yes. So it could well be that he's just, you know, this is just him getting another thing wrong. But on the other hand, it's much more sinister. You know, it, it could be that he is like, it. he's not just a stupid fucking dickhead. It's that he's a stupid racist dickhead as well. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I'll shame yeah. you, Sherwood. I've had a fucking naff, mate. Anyway, sorry. Boy, uh, um, Sherwood. Now, Sherwood, this ain't on, bruv. That's that's a cringe moment, mate. You know, that's uh, the kids. Here's a cringe. Yeah, he's posting cringe on main. That's a that big one. yikes from me, bruv. Huge yikes from us, fam. Um, so yeah, looks as though Harry Kane is coming on for Tottenham. Oh, here we go, uh, Captain Kane. Weird time in the match to be bringing him on. Seems as though they're not even at the hour mark yet. It's we're in the second half, but it- well, they won't win unless either Son or Kane playing. They won't win. I think Son did start, so yeah. I mean, he's out there, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, now they got Kane on, they got a, they got a better chance. You know, if they can, if they get a penalty or something, I mean, he'll you know he'll he'll score that. But I don't know. Everton clearly been playing very well, so we'll see. Um, there's any other? There's no other football stuff. I mean, I suppose we should, we should talk about the upcoming match uh, from an Arsenal point of view. Um. Rarely enough for us, there's no midweek fixtures because, as we said, it's the FA Cup and we fucked that we up already. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, already screwed the pooch on that one. Uh, but this coming Sunday? Yeah, Sunday afternoon, 4.30 kickoff against, against Leeds. Leeds. Um, what do you Found reckon? a bit of form, Leeds. Uh, don't look good for me personally, mate. I think uh, Leeds might... Win this one, something like. I think now, I can see. I I I agree with you up to a point. However, the Leeds were on a pretty good run and were showing some good form last time we played them, mm. and we managed to grind out a nil nil after the after the Pepe incident. Yes, you know we 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 played whatever it was a half an hour plus <clears throat> with ten men. And you know we had some luck. I think Leeds hit the bar a couple of times, but we managed to we managed to sort of grind out a nil nil in that match. So mm. that kind of gives me a bit of hope that maybe we can maybe we can sort of turn around this dip in form that we've had in the last couple of matches. Maybe we mm. can squeak out a one nil or something. I don't know. It's um, that's what I want to actually. In my, I thought Matt. 
I forgot to say earlier that Matt Ryan, I thought, did a very decent job, regardless, even though the goal. He, he did, yeah. It it was it was a, it was a uh, shame. I mean, his his performance deserved the clean sheet. Yeah. It, it was a shame that we that we ended up losing. Um, so I, I I do think that if Burt Leonard's back in goal, then I'm not so uh, confident now. Um, even just one game, and all of a sudden it was all changed. Um, yeah, but uh. Yeah, I think um, it's like if he starts. Hopefully, if he starts our best players, maybe there will be a chance. But it's Arteta, and he's gonna do something. He's gonna do something tactical. He's, yeah, he's not gonna start a Bamiang for football reasons. And um, you know, we're gonna be a goal I down, think- half time, sixty minutes. Uh, bring on William, William for uh, Lacazette or someone. Yeah, it'll be something stupid, or it'll be he'll bring on yeah, he'll bring on somebody. He'll uh, yeah, bring on either Pepe or Willian, play them on the wing, which then forces Saka to play at left back. You know, it means that it means yeah. that Saka can't play on the wing. It means that he'll have to go and play. Yeah, he'll take off Cedric yes. and bring on. But Pepe. I do I do feel because it's Leeds, they're all kind of cunty that they're gonna. If Pepe is playing, they're probably gonna try something again. So yeah. yeah, I think if, if Tierney's fit, if, if Tierney is able to play, uh, I like our chances a lot more for obvious but reasons. I do kind of feel like Leeds might outdo us in terms of passing and keeping the ball. They're really they're 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 pretty good at that. But it's just maybe their defending isn't the best. They you can get. I think they may be a bit open, so it might help us. But it depends if the players if Arteta allows them to play yeah. into. You know, play play a through ball every now and then. Try and get make runs in behind. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, if we start just, with just you know five yard pass that way, five yard pass that way. Good, it's good possession as we're keeping that seventy percent possession stat up. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. If we down the wings, if we you know if we're talking, you know, we have got Tierney and Martinelli on one side, and yeah. then we got uh, Bellerin and Saka down the other with a Bamiang up top through the centre. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you know we can. You know, Thomas Thomas Partey starting next to Xhaka, uh in the I middle. Th- maybe I'd, I'd with- like I'd like to see my uh, Odegaard get a start. I want to see Odegaard get a start. I don't want him coming on with yeah. like twenty minutes to go. I want to see. Odegaard yeah, yeah, it would be nice start. to. Yeah, I think really. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Really, is it? Yeah, he start he starts Odegaard, and then if if we need a goal or whatever, bring on Smith Rowe for the last. Uh, you know, for maybe the second half or the last half hour. You know, and try and like use Smith Rowe's ability as an impact sub. Yeah, or something like if we do need a goal, maybe try and play Smith Rowe and um, Odegaard as sort of like like at Man City with David Silver and De Bruyne. If I mean, if yeah. I don't know whether they've, there's a crazy idea, but it, he probably hasn't tried that in training. I'm sure he hasn't. Um, he probably told Odegaard to go playing goal. Um, yeah, <laughs> we haven't we ran just, out of goalkeepers. Can you go playing goal? I'm number ten. Now go and go, mate. Go and go. <laughs> you see that um, Guardiola was saying he's gonna he's considering letting Edison take penalties for Man City because they've <laughs> got such a, a ter- that is, what a weird blind spot for a team like City to have all of that, all of that like attacking quality, all of those amazing finishes in that squad, and they don't seem to be able to. Nobody seems to be good at taking penalties. It's really weird. Yeah, let's see. Like, I'll, I'll let into. Um- personal football experience when I was a kid 
right? That's why I wouldn't be a very good footballer. Too injury prone. Pulled my hamstring, taking a penalty. Like it is, it's quite wow. a, it's quite a, quite a um, weird thing. A penalty because this is like because the, the, the angle of the where the goal is when you're standing there, it's not quite right. It's sort of like I don't know, maybe like I don't know, fifty. It's not like it's forty foot because when you're hitting the ball, it's like you could get you could sort of like get like a forty five degree angle. It's sort of weird. You have to sort of, for this bike experience, I'm babbling nonsense again. But it was just like no, I know what you mean. You know, though. it's like yeah, you got because you got to you got to you have to decide uh, like the angle you're going to approach the ball at, yeah. which is obviously telegraphs to the keeper your intention as to like where you're going to hit the ball, which is like that's you know. Again, we're not saying anything new here, but that's the essence of a good penalty is that you can do that and it doesn't matter. You know, like even if the goalkeeper goes the right way, even if the goalkeeper gets a a hand to the ball, you have to strike it with enough power that it still goes in. You know, it's still that they're they're not going to be able to hold it out. They're not going to be able to keep the ball out if you, if you, uh, yeah, if they go the right way. I mean, that's, that's how. I remember reading an article about like that. That's how Gareth Southgate uh, trained England for for taking penalties in the the twenty eighteen World Cup. Is that like the penalty taker would uh, announce to the keeper where they were going to hit the ball before they took the penalty, hmm. um, so that the only way they could score is if they took the quote unquote perfect penalty. Um, yeah, which is such a simple thing, but then it it, it like that it makes absolute sense, you know, so I, I would have never thought of that in a million years, but it makes absolute sense to, to do something like that. You know, kind of, it, it forces you to, to, like I said, get enough power and precision on it yeah. to make sure that it's going in, even though the goalkeeper has every advantage. So it's, it's like, yeah, penalties are penalties. But speaking of penalties, I think, uh, looks as though we might be heading to penalties oh. in the Everton Tottenham match. Oh, damn. Um, we, we so it, yeah, it's three cocky. all now. We got cocky, ah. I know, I know. Um, uh, and it looks yeah. like Dominic Calvert Lewin has gone off forever. Oh, I don't know if that's man. due to an injury. Um, uh, yeah, Dominic Calvert Lewin has limped off, uh, so he might be injured, which is mm. a huge bummer for anybody that's got him in their fantasy football team, like I do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, that's the only, the only benefit I got for the weekend. Oh, Ollie Watkins scored. I got some points. Yeah. Oh, and I had, I had, traitor. I had Martinez in goal. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I called you a fucking traitor, but then I, yeah, I was, <laughs> I had Martinez in goal. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I've sort of this whole season. I've just been alternating between Martinez and Leno in goal. That's sort of the one. I did the have, one position I've done pretty well in. Um, it's yeah. I obviously I didn't have Leno in goal for the Wolves match. Um, thank Christ, but yeah. I I, I did have McCar- Mac- McCarthy Southampton. Um, oh yeah, but not not after the um, recent games. But I stupidly took Ward Prowse out. Ward Ward Ward, Ward Prowse, Prowse out, and he scored a goal. And uh, that's typical. Uh, yeah, <laughs> scored a free kick. It was a good free kick. But he's I was like, like, yeah, he's that's the it. thing. It's like the <laughs> risk the risk of taking him out is that it is exactly that. Because he's the because he's the set piece king as far as Saints are concerned. You know, yeah. if he's had a few weeks where he's not earned that many points, the second you take him out, obviously that's gonna be the week where he scores a fucking <laughs> where he scores an absolute worldie of a free kick. 
um, or yeah. you know he sets someone up from a free kick or something. It's uh, yeah, that's that's the, the 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 curse of that particular type of player. Um, so we talk about penalty taking. It's sort of weird. They always talk about how you have to not lean back so the ball yeah. doesn't get because then it rises and, and then it rises. Yeah. Whereas it's just a weirdly contort your body for. It's so weird how that happens. You have to lean forward, bend your body forward while yeah. hitting the ball so that it gets the top spin on it. That's so weird, but yeah, it seems to work. As they always it's, seem to say. It's tough, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's the people that can do it and, it, you know, you think of like Harry Kane and Bruno Fernandes and, you know, there's there's those guys that can do it against pretty much anyone. And then, like I said, you know, as far as Man City are concerned, it's it's incredible that they've got all of those players that can finish so well and yet none of them seem to be able, with the exception of Aguero. I think Aguero is their only... He's their only like designated penalty taker, as far as I can tell. Mm. I think like if he's not playing, which obviously he hasn't been for the majority of this season, there's not like a there's not like a nailed on first choice for taking penalties. Um, I always thought it was because, Raheem Sterling, but oh, I always thought maybe I don't. No, I don't think it is because he he's not that good from penalties. <laughs> like mm. I think he had a he had a, like a shit run but, from penalties. I think it's yeah. It's, I wish because I watched. I know Sterling is far better than Pepe, obviously, but. I was watching Sterling. I was like, God, he makes it. He's so quick on the ball, such quick feet. Yeah. How does he do it? Just skips through. Yeah. Like four Liverpool defenders. I wish Pepe could do so that. So skillful. I, I, I just it, 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 wish yeah. Pepe could do that. He doesn't. He sort of stops and he turns around and he doesn't know what to do. And then he just. It is, yeah. He'll, if he'll. That's exactly right. He'll stop and do a bunch of step overs and then. He would uh, try a shot and I go, well, at least you had a shot. And that's it's like you missed. Yeah, exactly. He'll try the shot like after the after the moment has gone where he should have tried the shot. It's like he'll wait uh, he for that. like an extra few seconds, then take the shot. And it's either you know it's either blocked or it goes wide. Uh, and it's just like uh, I, I don't want to throw him under the bus because you know I I I, I don't want to throw him under the bus. But there was that. Oh, um, bitch! I'll fucking drive that bus. I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I'll run the bus over his goddamn head. Just, just wait till he's either sold or whatever. I don't know. Um, also, that was that was a parody. That's not you know we we're talking about online abuse of players earlier. Obviously, I don't want to actually run over no, uh, Nicholas Pepe with the bus. Support that kind of thing. Um, yeah, come on, like for our stupid listeners, like that's, and, yeah, um, don't don't take that literally. There was that moment where the end of the game, he could have put that ball in the box, and instead he decided to turn back onto his left foot. Yeah, yeah, he had, and also yeah, like really late on in the match, he had that chance to just. He was like running. It was just him and I think it was was it Matt Target or someone. It just yeah, it basically just like a foot race with him. He had the ball, and really with his pace, he should have been able to go by him. But his again, his touch was so poor that the Villa defender just easily got their foot in and booted yeah. it clear like it's just like it shouldn't the opportunity to do that just shouldn't even appear for that villa defender if, if you're if you're nicolas pepe like it's just another just you know heavy obvious touch that telegraphs what he's trying to do i yeah we i this this is such well-trodden territory we can't we're not yeah. saying anything new here but um there's no other football stuff I mean, you know we've talked about the leeds match coming up um We'll talk more about the Europa League when that comes 
around again. Like you said, I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not thrilled about our chances against Benfica, to be honest. No. Um, but I don't know. See. Yeah. I think we've been on for long enough for the football news. I think, uh, yeah, it's not really yeah. a whole lot to talk. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's an annoying time, you know. Spurs have clawed their way back to three all, and Arsenal once mm. again are up, uh, up slack alley. In the words of, mm. um, uh, it's going to be like Mark Goldbridge Senior, yeah. aka Alan Partridge. It's going to be like uh, the seventies for Arsenal, where we were sort of eh, mediocrity, and uh, yeah, I remember it well. Um, yeah, let's take we a break. Were, I was, yeah. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, talk about something else. Right. And we're back. And, yeah, since we went on a break there, it's uh, it's now 4-3 to Everton, so there's hope yet. Um. In this match, looks as though yeah, Richarlison has uh, scored an absolute worldie there, and um, yeah, still well, I don't know, still about a quarter of an hour of the match plus stoppage time to go. Who knows? Could end up being you know five all and going to going to extra time and penalties. Um, in the meantime, though, I thought we should probably do a quiz because we haven't done one for ages. It feels like. Um, so I'm going to do, uh, this one that I found here from buzzfeed.com and, uh, it's, let's have a look here. Uh, the, the official title is everyone has a Simpsons character that matches their personality. Here's yours. So Lawrence, we're going to find out which Simpsons character you are. Um, so before we, before we get in to, you know, to, to the actual questions and whatnot, uh, as I always do with uh, with these quizzes, who are you hoping to get here? Sort of within the Simpsons universe, who are you? Uh, who are you hoping that you get matched with? Um, oh, so many characters. I think probably I would be surprised if I got matched with uh, Principal Skinner because I'm, <laughs> I'm very much like a very boring man. I live, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very, I, yeah very, you're not very, you're not Skinner boring, but you do like you know you you've got your routine, you know, in in the way that he does. But I I don't think I yeah I don't think that's that's quite accurate. Um, who do you? I mean, so that do you? So do you reckon you're going to get Skinner or do, who do you? Like I said, who do you want to get? And who do you think you'll get? That's two separate I'd, things. I'd like to get Lenny, but. Mm. I think I'll end up getting someone like um, Marvin Monroe, or if if that's included, that's a stretch. Someone he's like one of the most popular or, Simpsons characters of all time. Yeah, what do you mean? Or um, maybe like Otto, because I'm also kind of like Otto in a way. I don't I don't ride the drive the school bus, but I have that kind of. No, uh, you are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty like, cool. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Shred the guitar, like shred he the does. guitar. All those sorts of things. Yeah, someone like Otto or Lenny. Um, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Lenny, everybody wants to be Lenny. Um, so let's let's get into it then. I don't know how many questions there are here exactly, but this first one 
uh, we're off to a, a good start here with this question. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a quiz specifically designed to figure out which Simpsons character you are. And yet they're asking, choose a fictional place to live. And the options are Wakanda, Hogwarts, Gotham City, Springfield, Neverland, or the Emerald City. Not really sure why they'd include Springfield uh, if the... I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trusting in the quiz here that this is going to lead somewhere. But um, of the six options, which fictional place do you want to live? Wakanda? Hogwarts, Gotham City, Springfield, Neverland, or the Emerald City? Um, so I'll go with Springfield, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a Simpsons quiz. I don't know. Surely everybody would want Springfield. Okay. Uh, choose something to snack on. Uh, we've got gum, licorice, apple, cupcake, brownie, the top of a pen. Um, I'd like to go with um, Brownie, please. Okay. Um, I should... And that's that's just a regulation yeah, brownie. That's yeah. not a that's not a uh, a special brownie. A, spe- a special you know brownie. I mean? Well, that's the it's the roulette, isn't it? You don't know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But you know, if I if you were Otto, you know, I, he he. Hey, man. He he strikes me as the the kind of guy yeah. that wouldn't mind if the it was wacky a wacky to uh, Becky. Yeah. A, but yeah. Um, okay. Now this next question just seems downright insane. For a it, this is like I don't know. <laughs> it's the, the, the quiz seems to be making you do a lot of the work here. Who is the best supporting character from The Simpsons? Uh, Mayor Quimby, Santa's Little Helper, Ralph Wiggum, Patty Bouvier, Krusty the Clown. I should indicate that Krusty the Clown is spelled wrong. Uh, both Krusty and Clown are spelled with a C instead of a K. Um, or Milhouse Van Houten. Um. Oh, I would go with um, Ralph Wiggum. I feel like okay. he's he's the um, the comic relief in, in a in a show full of comedy characters. Yeah, in a, in a, yeah, in a very in a very famously straight faced uh, drama heavy show. Um, Ralph often, you know, often he's provides often some the voice, much needed levity. He's often the voice of the voiceless. That's very true. Yes. Um, so again, like I said, I think this, this, the, the the author of this quiz is maybe tipping their hand a little bit here by only giving the six options for supporting characters from The Simpsons and making the uh, quiz taker choose one of them. Seems kind of obvious where it's going to end up going. But anyway, um, next question. Pick an 80s TV show to binge. Uh, we got Alf, The A-Team, Hill Street Blues, Sledgehammer, Cheers, or the Golden Girls? Oh, um, <clears throat> well, a bit before my time, a lot of those shows. But um, I guess Cheers. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know what Sledgehammer is. I don't know if it. Maybe I. I can only assume that that's the the video to Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer, yeah. just on repeat. Um, not going to do any research. No. Uh, that's that's what it is now. Uh, okay, so we're saying cheers. I think that's that's probably what I'd say as well. Out of those, out of those choices, um, what's your favorite ice cream color? We got vanilla, chocolate, cookie dough, 
mint chocolate chip, strawberry, or rocky road? Oh, well, speaking of rocky road, I have uh, some rocky road right here. Oh, anyway, wow. But uh, oh, let's go. Let's he's go. holding let's... up, he's literally holding up a, a bucket of rocky road to yeah. the camera there. Wow. Um, I'll go with rocky, rocky road. Yeah, I mean, it, it's authentic to your real self. So, yeah, okay, Rocky Road. And then finally, uh, which Lisa Simpson quote do you relate to the most? Uh, my interests include music, science, justice, animals, shapes, feelings. Eh. The whole damn system is wrong. I'd like to be alone, please. Mom, romance is dead. Well, finally, why is it when a woman is confident and powerful, they call her a witch? Um. Oh, what was the um? Can you just say him again? Sorry, can you say him again? Yeah, sure. So from the top, we got uh, my interests include music, science, justice, animals, shapes, feelings. Uh, eh. Um, the whole damn system is wrong. I'd like to be alone, please. Mom, romance is dead. And then finally, why is it when a woman is confident and powerful, they call her a witch? I'm sort of in between the first one and uh, the whole damn system is wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of basically my personality right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, music, science, justice. I mean, you do, you, you do freaking love science. We know I was, that. I wasn't swearing just then. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I wasn't swearing. And uh, I'll, go, I'll go with the first one. That seems more applicable. Sounds very pretentious and wanky, but yeah. uh, okay. So the first one, interests include uh, you know, bunch of uh, soft boy crap. Yes. Um, okay. So the results. So you uh, you were anticipating getting um, shit. Who did you think you were going to get? Uh, uh, Skinner. Skinner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You've actually got you've you've gotten the you you've kind of I don't know depending on how you uh, how you feel probably in a lot of people's eyes you've won the the jackpot here you got Homer Simpson oh um, despite your carefree nature you work very hard and show commitment devotion and bravery to those who surround you plus you enjoy a sweet treat once in a while oh yes I mean that is you to a T that, I mean, that, that is, is me that's that's very me you know. If there's one thing you're known for, it's your carefree nature. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, uh, very carefree. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and it looks as though Harry Kane has uh, equalized for Tottenham. So that's uh. for all. Um, with, well, clock showing 85 minutes here. So we'll see if they if Spurs end up nicking a winner um, in, in normal time before we end up going to extra time. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, yeah, you're you're Homer Simpson. We finally got to the bottom of that. Great. Um, should we? It's about time we got into some cultural appropriation, probably, isn't it? We've been going for quite a while. Yes. Yes. Mm. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Um, yes. So, cultural appropriation. Here it is. So, this is cultural appropriation, where we uh, move away from football and talk about some other things that you might like. Uh, you, the listener, specifically. Um, we're going to make some recommendations for, for things that you might enjoy. So, Lawrence, what do you got for us this week? Okay. This week is just uh, one thing. Uh, it's a band. I don't know where you've heard of them, but uh, Dr. Dog. Have you heard of Dr. Dog? No. There's a sort of um, 
uh, sort of lo-fi, kind of psychedelic rock group, kind of mm. sounding like the Beatles, sounding like the Beach yeah, Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 the yeah. They sort of came about in the 2000s. Uh, I found listened to a couple of albums lately. Um, one's called uh, uh, Fate, which is, and We All Belong, which came out uh 2007 2008 mm. so yeah it's uh yeah i really i really liked it really enjoyed it i heard um on uh on the saturday on radio two uh it was lisa tarbuck's show and oh. uh, they were there was a song in there and i was like who's that but it was a cover <laughs> they were doing a song by someone else so the song oh. i heard them do it was a cover so, but i looked into their other stuff and uh yeah really it's a really good liked. name dr dog is a good band name yeah we really like really like them. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, so it's, yeah, because it's like it sounds like dot to dot almost, but it's Doctor Dog, which is like that's like a cool image of like a dog in a like a white coat with a stethoscope, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Check out Doctor Dog. Um. I recommend a, a couple of things. One of them I've been meaning to recommend for the last couple of weeks and keep forgetting, but um. It's not really a rival podcast because they they do it they do their show live. It is more of like a radio show. But um, check out uh, We Broke Free on Lockdown Community Radio. Um, it's like a internet radio show. It's been set well, an internet radio station that's been set up by uh, a bunch of guys from the the Low Key Collective, I believe. We were like a group of uh, DJs and various creative types. Um, and yeah, the We Broke Free show is they're a they're like a. a, a Couple of local event promoters uh, here in here in Bournemouth, where we're based. They, you know, they put on events, gigs, nights, things like. Well, they did do before, uh, you know, before the uh, novel coronavirus COVID nineteen hit uh, a year ago. Um, and that, yeah, they do a show every week on Tuesday afternoons from from one till four um, in the afternoon every Tuesday, and they play, uh, you know. Good tunes, a lot of kind of you know new stuff you might not have heard before uh, from up and coming bands, bands that have been around for a while, bands that are local to the area, you know, unsigned artists and so forth. Um, yeah, it's just a really good time. You know, it's a good way to sort of discover some new stuff that you might not have uh, you know might not have known was missing from your life. And full disclosure, you know, I've done uh, a couple of, like Tor and Adam that host the show. They're you know good friends of mine, and I've done some. Uh, a couple of little, little, some goofs and spoofs for the show. You know, I've recorded a couple of little funny things that they've uh, they've played on the show and, and put up on their Instagram page to help promote the show. So, you know, it, it, full disclosure. You know, it, it's I've, I've got I, maybe I've got more of an interest in people checking that out. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, check out We Broke Free on Lockdown Community Radio. And then I'll also recommend an album. Um, there's a uh, weirdly enough. There's yeah. So this there's a documentary series on the iPlayer, BBC iPlayer at the moment called um, uh, Hip Hop Songs That Shook America. It's like it's six episodes. Each episode sp- focuses on a specific hip hop song that has some kind of cultural significance. So there's one episode about like Jesus Walks by Kanye West. There's another one about uh, All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Um, and I found out about this series because Adam mentioned it on We Broke Free. Um, on the uh, lockdown community radio show, um, there's an episode about elevators by Outcast, um, which is like it's it's very weird to think that like to a lot of people, especially in this country, Outcast are like a one hit wonder almost. 
like Hey Ya is such a like such an like you know ubiquitous song that to a lot of people I think hey yeah like Outcast are kind of like a a one hit wonder even though even though you know they're, they're arguably one of the best hip hop groups to ever exist. Um, but yeah, the, one of the episodes of this this documentary is about Elevators, a uh, song from their second album, AT Aliens. Um, I'll, I'll recommend that album because it sort of prompted me to revisit it, and it's uh, just an incredible, incredible record. Very important for like Southern hip hop. You know, they're, like they're they're from Georgia, I and mean, hence that you know AT Aliens. Um, you know, they're from Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia, um, and yeah, that song and that album was very kind of key in alerting i think like you know a lot of mainstream culture to what was happening in in the south you know particularly in in georgia in terms of hip-hop so for like for southern rap and southern hip-hop it's that it was a real kind of watershed moment that 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 song in particular but also the album um and it man it fucking holds up it's like that i think it came out in 1996 but it fucking that whole album just slaps it's so good um very kind of like very kind of laid back and kind of I, I can't chill, but like I, I don't know. Chill implies that it's lazy almost, which it definitely isn't. You can hear kind of the you know the the craft that's gone into it. But yeah, great album. Um and yeah, Outcast kind of Outcast definitely deserve better than to be known as just the guys that did Hey Ya or even, you know, the guys that did Miss Jackson. Not not knocking those songs. They're obviously brilliant, but like there's like at least like I don't know. There's at least like three or four Outcast albums that you could say are like absolute stone cold classics. So yeah, check out Eighty Aliens by Outcast and go you know dig a little deeper into to the back catalogue and you know realize just just how good they are. Um, that's about all I got. Uh, yep, four all still. We're into the third minute of added time in the Everton Tottenham match. Um, don't really fancy continuing talking into extra time, you know, into extra time if it goes that far. We'll pick it up next week. We'll tell you what happened if for some reason, if for some insane reason you don't already know the result by the time you hear this episode, uh, we'll talk about it next week. Disclaimer, we probably won't talk about it next week because we won't remember. But anyway, no. also who gives a fuck at Spurs? We'll yeah. only talk about it if Spurs lose. How, mm. how about that? Yeah. All right. We've reached a we've reached a compromise. Okay, good. Um, we're on Spotify now. You can listen to us on Spotify if you're not doing so already. It's it's frankly never been easier to listen to the podcast, has it, Lawrence? No, you've got no, no. excuses now. No excuses. I don't want to hear. Oh, I would listen to your podcast, but I'm you know disassociating that day. I don't yeah. want to hear any of that sort of thing anymore. Go. We know you've all got Spotify. We've all got Spotify. And we know that Spotify treat. Uh, artists terribly and they don't pay their musicians shit however as a podcaster it's very generous it's surprisingly easy yeah it's surprisingly easy to get on there just um just send us just send us your link to your podcast and we'll have a review and put it up there okay as long as it's not you know hateful and controversial we're not we're not that sort of podcast uh, and uh yeah we're good we're good the Joe yeah. Rogan money hasn't quite started rolling in yet in in the way that uh, yeah. that I thought it would. But I mean, it's going to be the first week, you know, we've got to get, give that a while, I think, before that, that starts to pile up. We're going to have to start getting on like, you know, free thinkers on and people who 
only eat like oh. a certain mushroom from a certain yeah we woods, a- and that's that, that's all they eat. And, man, I've, I'm a consciousness man. Fucking I was, Elon I was, Musk. Yeah, we got to have him on. And, <laughs> so Tesla, what's that all about? You know, how did yeah, you? What if what I'd, if what if car had iPad? Hmm? Yeah. What was what, didn't, nobody else thought of that? Why did you think saying calling the guy pedo guy was a good idea? Um, yeah. Um, why do you fucking suck so bad? Oh my god, what is wrong why, with you? Why, why are you a grown man that like <laughs> tweets about like spicy memes? Like, like, like why? Why are you such a fucking? Never. Other big news. I said last week. Uh, I was nearly a hundred followers. I have now surpassed. I am in triple. Digits. Oh yeah, you crossed. You've crossed the threshold. Yes, yeah. you're you're you're, a, you're beyond a hundred followers. So. Whee! Yeah, let's uh, let's keep that train rolling. Let's get Lawrence yeah. to 150 followers. Yeah, yeah, let's let's go. Need 150. Yes, target. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so that's, uh, yeah. Up. So yeah, listen to us on Spotify if that's easier for you. Uh, email us if you want to get in touch uh, at juniorfunners at gmail dot com. Follow both of us on uh, on Twitter. Um, because I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't like to talk about it, but I don't have that many followers. I mean, I've got like 200 and something. So, you know, we could both do with uh, beefing up in the uh, in the follower department just for some more some more clout online. I mean, that's why does anyone do anything? You know, that's why it's why we started this podcast. Um, yeah, so I'm if, at Ollie Monster. Like Lawrence posts- is at Ivy Online. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, if well, you, you like posts you where uh, I, I was going to say, if you like posts where i run um whatever's the um the meme of the week into the ground that's for bad dad puns that's where you can find me i'm someone being ironically uh ironically uh down bad as the kids say these days i mean yeah uh, i'm just you, doing like, it as a joke the, the, i'm just doing it as a joke being all flirty and like you're making silly like overly attached yeah, like the, uh, boyfriend there's plenty of people jokes that, online yeah, there's plenty of people that like do it completely sincerely and that's much much worse yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get, yeah. Follow us, and you know, uh, get your daily fill of posts uh, from both of us. Uh, follow the show. The show is also on Twitter at Junior Funners, and it's on Facebook, uh, so you can get updates about, uh, well, f- new episodes of the show. But I mean, if you're if you're subscribed, as you should be, um, you'll be getting that information anyway. But whatever, however you, however you ingest this content that we're putting out, we are grateful. So thank you for yes. listening to this episode all the way to the end. And um, bye.